This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to Watching Westworld, the officially unofficial podcast for Westworld on HBO. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about season one, episode one. Nope, season four, episode one. Aaron's moving his camera around. Uh, this is an instant was take. huge. My, my melon was huge. I mean, you, you had had me 400x zoom. It's already giant, I mean, man. Uh, yeah, that's that was going to be my point. But OK, <laughs> um, Aaron, what do you think of, of the auguries, the aug- auguries? Do you know what the auguries are? Only because I looked it up. Oh, okay. And I only know oh, one shit. meaning of it, which is probably a superficial meaning, and I'm sure Nolan and Joy have a much deeper meaning that they're going to weave into the rest of the season, but... What's uh, the superficial? Uh, it, it's basically an omen. A okay. portent poor of yeah. either good or bad things to come. Yeah. Um, that's exactly that's exactly what it is. This was... Um, this is an interesting episode. Like, uh, in, in typical Westworld fashion, I'm not sure exactly what the hell is going on. Yeah. But I sure do like the idea of Teddy being back in okay. uh, Dolores's life uh Christina's uh, life I I'm going to have to I want to rapid fire bounce a bunch of uh theories and <laughs> ideas about what's going on uh off of you Yeah uh I, I also thought there's a pretty competently staged action scenes which I like that's sure. um I like to see that early on in Westworld because this is an action sci-fi show amongst other things and sometimes they've struggled with that uh, but I, I really liked it. Like they, they really threw us into the middle of it. Um, the seven year time jump and, and not even then because they, they, they talk about a war and I'm thinking about, they're talking about a robot war. Um, there's a lot, a lot of change, a lot has changed in the world. And because people living in the world wouldn't be talking about how much stuff's changed all the time we're kind of left to catch up with it because they're, you know, they're mm-hmm. not going to sit and look right at the camera and say, here's the history of the, but I, I like that. I like kind of like um, the the re- returning to the mysterious aspects of Westworld. What'd you think? Uh, yeah, no, I, I was into it. Um, they're, they're setting up a mystery around kind of what, I guess, who Christina is, what she does, and how that relates to these people that are trying to get her attention, let's say, throughout this episode. Um, I found that pretty interesting. And I don't know how that ties back into the story of robots, but I, I assume we'll explore more about that in the season. Is it people or is it a person? Because like I throughout the episode, he kept on referencing we, mm-hmm. but it's it was always just a single person. Is it the same voice, the same schlubby looking dude? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I assume that when he says we, there, there are other people behind that we, but I don't know. I'm yeah. I, I've I've got some theories and ideas. I just don't know when to start talking about it. Um, what do you think the man? Let's let's just fuck it. Let's get to it. What what mm-hmm. do you think the man in black is doing? Uh, purchasing the Hoover Dam. Uh, well, he's clearly looking for the Sublime, right? Like they've uh, him and Shaloris have tracked uh, the Sublime back to the the server farm that the Hoover Dam has become, which I thought was really cool. 
uh, you yeah. know, a source of power right at the the data center. Why not? Uh, that's pretty sweet. I, I was surprised it's, it's that like, like the like drug reverse. cartel could buy the Hoover Dam out from under the government. That's, that that's was... the crazy thing about the world building. I'm not sure uh-huh. if they'll give us answers, but it's I'm like, this is kind of some reverse sea land where somehow <laughs> sure. drug cartels from Mexico have bought the Hoover Dam. Yeah. And have turned it into a, a, a you know, a no questions asked. Uh, you know, Iron Mountain for your fucking data. Uh huh. Interesting. Um, Interesting. That was that's because that's always cool been, idea. That was one of the questions we had about. Uh, you know, we know that something with the Sublime ended up in the marble in, in Bernard's head, but also that shit was beamed off into some kind of satellite location link. Yeah, I thought that was always a dangling thread, and I think we just, um, you know, a lot of shits happened in seven years, but I thought that's mm-hmm. where they're they're going with that. Yeah, uh, it seems pretty clear. And, and is it a hostile? A, a hostile? Is it a hostile takeover? I, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I, I but, it's hard to say. Like Shaloris, as far as I knew, was hell bent on killing all humans. But robots? I don't know why she would want to kill them. We're still well. So okay, um, we're assuming the man in black is a robot copy that yeah. is doing Shaloris's bidding, right? She, Based on what we saw her will. at the end of last season, he's yeah, s- still maintaining the face of Delos and you know being a wealthy guy and just kind of being their agent to do whatever they need. Because mm. I, I, I thought at the end that that was one of my theories is that Shaloris isn't actually trying to condemn human society; she actually wants to fix it. But I also think that she's got like maybe a, a separate equal thing going on where she doesn't want anyone to be able to fuck with the legacy of the AI. There's like a three prong. Like she wants to fix human society, um, introduce AI society into the real world and then preserve the sublime, you know, preserve all those souls and personalities. Uh, and also kill I, Dolores and Maeve and caleb if they if they get in their way i guess uh but it, yeah like the men in man in black is trying to to, to rub them out we found that out tonight yeah uh-huh yeah and, and um, not not getting in their way like i mean mave is out in the woods doing nothing for seven eight years so it's not like she was actively fucking the with them they True. they are hunting her so they clearly want Did her she want to be found though because she was out in the beginning of this episode she was communing with the generator and she caused you know um She's got some control through her like mesh network yeah. uh, evolutionary upgrades of of the real world and electronics. So it felt like she was like uh, yeah. on Dagobah flexing her powers, trying to like get Absolutely. a little bit of mastery and and like did it is an experiment to get out of control because it seems like that's how they tracked her or was she wanting to be found? She's she's ready to to get her piece back on the board now for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. That intro is super interesting to me where um, she's out there meditating and we're seeing kind of what might be flashbacks, but what could also be flash forwards. Because um, like they, mm. they put an image of, of what is it, Rehoboam and what was with Solomon? Was that the other one? I can't even remember the, the other yeah, computer's the, name. Yeah, the, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, that they put that the, image in there. That I think that was Solomon because... Uh, it was in the the insight tower. Um, mm-hmm. So they throw that in there, which makes me think like she is not seeing the past here. Because although she could be, I don't know. We we don't know what happened during these eight years with a robot war and right. Caleb. But like Caleb is grievously injured in that scene. Uh, yeah, that feels where, robot war stuff. It feels robot war stuff, but it also feels like does he survive that? 
and and come back from that and and live a normal life or is this a vision of the future that she's seeing because she's developing Rehoboam Solomon like powers projection power yeah predictive power like what is she actually doing in this scene I, I don't know huh well he's also got a, a little bit more scarred up I don't remember or may, maybe maybe uh, I can hmm. see I just watched like the last three episodes a week ago and I didn't remember him having as many scars on his face as he did but yeah maybe he got those in the the riot um could yeah because like the thing is we also know that there was war some unspecified wars that he had fought in before so like when mm-hmm. they refer to war and the riots i i i feel like there were the riots and then the robot wars and then that led to the outlaw of robotics um do you do you think because that's the other thing i had i, I question is like the general population are they aware that there are like indistinguishable ai that walk among us is that why the I, robot like yeah i don't think so did we fight a war against those things and defeat them because i i'd like i don't know like these the the robot wars that can mean a lot of different things the the the, the thing running cable with aaron paul early last season mm-hmm. I, I i don't think that's what the, they're going to war against you know yeah even though that's but that's, that's what they faced banned. out right exactly yeah I, I don't know how that went down but i mean there's clearly like a line that they were able to draw where it's like okay these things are useful and not sentient or not capable of taking over the world like right automated cars right we see that technology still in use but then there's something about the cable runners that was too advanced it's like where is the line drawn there that's what i want to know um i wonder if it's metaphoric though because like maybe the wars are referring to the unrest in society and one of the agreements that the elites put in place between the people was, OK, we're going to roll back automation to preserve jobs, you mm-hmm. know. But I, I think that's the the real question. And, and what's this is kind of a bleak season is it feels like this is a a, a, a lot of people agree this was a, a blow for or struck a blow for human independence and freedom mm-hmm. yet you still have these guys working so much overtime that they can't even take off to observe the wedding, their wedding anniversary. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, it kind of shows the the desperation like maybe things are a little bit better because Aaron Paul can get married now, you know, and he's not on this predetermined, put a gun in your mouth, uh, in two years uh, path, but you know, how much freedom does he really have? Because a free man probably want to take the day off and do something nice with his wife. Sure. No, (laughs) it seems like, this show has not typically shied away from topics that we're uh, struggling with in our own uh, society. Yeah. So, yeah, I could see that being a, a thing they're going to touch on. Um, uh, there's there's also, you know, if you want to go down the, hey, how free are you actually? Uh, these flies. I, I really want to talk about these flies um, and what Those flies. their role is. Because they, they go into this guy's body and take over his mind and force him to kill his business partners and then sell not even sell (laughs) just give william the hoover dam i i would love to know how this went through probate you know that this guy you know what i'm saying like when they when when the sale gets processed like what are the circumstances of the sale well the land was sure. blah 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 and the guy went crazy and ape shit and murdered him and then <laughs> delivered the murder what yeah i'd have a lot of questions but 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 yeah but yeah did you recognize this guy before we start talking about the scene I, I thought i did when i first saw him i was like oh my god it's Stubbs because they show him at a weird angle and i'm like this guy kind of looks like Stubbs, but it's definitely not Stubbs. he looks super familiar it's a latest dad 
from oh yes uh, for all for mankind, mankind. Mm-hmm. yeah uh we're to see he's he's in old man makeup uh this this season so it kind nice. of threw off the the chase um there's but another did, uh, but they're mind but, but they're yeah. mind controlled robots right i mean is, is this guy human or is this guy like a sleeper agent that they had implanted in there and the the, the flies can only take over the minds of the robots or what? I don't know. So I don't know whether they're going like nanotech, that there's some kind of thing, you know, Borg code that they're inserting into people or they're going some kind of bioengineered fungus that takes over someone. But like and it doesn't do it like subtly. It's mm-hmm. not a, you know, not near the sophistication that you could program a host. It's essentially no. giving someone to a, a rage virus for, for a particular purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh it it was it was wild. It felt like, um, yeah, I don't know. It felt like you're watching a person not be a person anymore. Um, yeah, and he definitely seems like a human because he cuts his own throat, and that seems to be the end of him. So yeah. So do you think is there a possibility that they replaced him with a host after the fact? Like they they, they no before the fact. Like they've put key oh. people in positions, you know, and they they've murdered them and taken them over like pod people. Yeah, like they did with uh, Hale. Because uh, you say before. he's person, but why are you assuming that? Because like it's because he cuts I, his own I, throat I, and it seems final. I host don't. And why would you? And why would you program the host to not know that he's a host? Like just be like you know, like Charlotte. You know, like I'm a host and I'm I'm t- fucking taking over this human institution. That's right. awesome. Uh, no, I yeah, I, he, I think this guy's a human, which is scary okay. because these flies seem to be able to control human minds. I I, I think that's where we're going with this. Yeah. Um, it's wild because the trailer they successfully rope a dope to me into thinking that this was happening in. In the confines of like a Westworld park, sure, you know, like the, the the mobster world or whatever. But no, this was just uh, in the pr- comfort and privacy of his own home. He got mm-hmm. he got flied. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's talk about the the Christina slash Dolores stuff. So, yes, who who is this? Like, is this actually Dolores? Because if you recall, as we talked about in our preview, she got deleted last season. And she got bullied. There was some some moment where like she maybe got uploaded into Solomon, but then Solomon or Rehoboam, I can't remember which is which. And and then that got erased. So if she was in there, she got erased. It's I, I've got this idea that like Charlotte, uh, one of the things Charlotte's trying to do is fix human society. And she's also trying to perfect the machine society. And I'm, I'm wondering if there's going to like be a doctrinal, almost religious difference of like, what is better in, in terms of an AI? Is it better to be in a sublime where you're in a perfect paradise and there's never mm. any want or whatever? And also what does society look like that? Like maybe they've got like ivory towers and pristine or stuff. Um, or, or maybe it's better to be in the real world or maybe there's like different, you could, you could like with different simulations, you could try all kinds of different like governments and permutations of life. I'm wondering if this isn't Charlotte, like she hasn't recreated Dolores and Teddy from the same kind of alchemic principle that Dolores used to bring Arnold back, you know, like reconstruct him from, from just your perfect memory and, and run a test until it's indistinguishable from, from the, you know, baseline could be, I wonder if she's done that. And then she is like running different iterations of like an ideal world with people's jobs and what they do to try to like get a perfect society. I don't, I don't know. That's my, my idea is you're that, that uh, Charlotte is inside or I'm sorry, Christina, Christina is inside some kind of simulation. Oh, okay. Hmm. 
which feels very matrixy four. So there's that moment, right? Where she's out in the, the, she, she's just been like cut by this dude and someone came in and like is punching the guy and then she looks over and they're gone. Yeah. And that felt very simulation-y to me, like glitch in the matrix. You look one time, it's there. You look the next time it's gone. It's right. Something goes. Yeah. That was, that was the one inconsistency in her reality that didn't add up. So you, you could be right about that. The the but thing though the is end, like it's, I think Teddy's real. Teddy is the Avenger. Yeah, Teddy comes in. I, I I don't I don't know. And with all the stuff they're doing with her, like writing characters who then become people in the real world, it seems. And they're tragic. She's not allowed to write any kind of happy thing. Right. And then Teddy showing Which, up right after that makes me think that he is like an AI that or an art uh, NPC that she wrote into one of her games as well. And now he's outside of the game, or maybe she's in the game playing the game. She's the only. It's not- they bring up that terminology: NPC, yeah. non-playable character. Um, so if you're not a video game nerd, you've got uh, the main character. That's you. You're the person holding the controller, and you're making them jump and slash and hack and shoot people. And NPCs are all the people you go up to in a town. There aren't other players. You, there's you know probably real players in the game that you can kill, but there's also fake players. They're the NPCs. And there's like in in like political, like at least online political discourse, NPCs have been um, the term labeled for people who are like, that's the new like buzzword for sheep. You know, like you're an NPC, you just have your pre-programmed dialogue trees and you're given it by your school teachers and your mass media, blah, blah, blah. It's that kind of insane. I wonder if they're doing something with that concept because, you know, it's been this just shows kind of truck, uh, you know, traveled in those kind of like, you know, be independent free thinker versus a slave versus a sheep versus a program thing. I yeah. There's doing so- something to that. There's something about like evolution and cycles of, of everything um, cycles that happen. Because if you recall, Dolores was built to be an NPC, right? And now here right. she is writing NPCs for video games. It's, there's some cyclical thing going on here that I'm not a hundred percent sure what they're going for, but there's another interesting thing at the end where she's like, Oh, I want a story with a happy ending, stupid stories that nobody wants to hear. Mm-hmm. And I hear that. And I think like when you combine that with the stuff that was going on with Caleb and his wife and how she said, like, you just, you're looking for something else, right? It's, it's your wife and child aren't enough. You're always like looking for a war to fight. I got, yeah. to, I, I get the impression that this season is, shaping up to be uh something about like humans not wanting a serene life like it, like they're too stupid to actually get a thing that's good for them they want a fucking war like that that seems to be the thing that is driving it's a lot agent, of the action in this show it's agent smith's thesis in the matrix that humans don't right. want an idyllic life we have to have this kind of steady drip of misery yeah um and, the, and then you can evolve past mod- that as hosts right because they aren't human they right. could potentially go to what? the sublime and be totally fine with that i also like um i've been <laughs> thinking about like a brave new world and other dy- dystopias where like everybody's kind of doped up and drugged up but relatively happy and i've been thinking like are they really dystopias because it seems like a lot of things uh, a lot of reasons we're so neurotic nowadays is because we weren't we weren't evolved to live in the societies that we're living in. And it just jacks our stress and cortisol levels. Like we're being chased by fucking lions every goddamn second of the day. And it's never going to go away. And as you know, we, we got, we got the, the, the cursed knowledge of our own death. 
what would be wrong with just kind of dosing us so we're okay with that? I'm not saying brain control, mind control. There's I'm saying like for that, just man. something to just 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 yeah. There's a te- just blow that cortisol out of your brain. It's just going to <laughs> just going to wear stress grooves in it if you keep doing. Like I don't think there's inherently gonna... anything wrong with it. I, th- I think the the problem comes about when people take advantage of that, right? Yeah, and for their own purposes and lead, and then people really do become sheep or NPCs. Uh, but it feels like there's no like the the only other way to avoid that is either to evolve a way to not you know be freaked out by modern society or go back to the serengeti i don't think we're going to do that i don't think we're going to go start climbing trees and throwing or, sticks at bison again but, I mean, no i'm not certainly uh or push through it and evolve you know uh whether that's evolve our biochemistry um through through technology or whether that's create an entirely new being that destroys us Post and takes humanism over. transhumanism yes yeah. fuck yeah yes Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, I'm excited because it does seem like they're um, they're going to be doing things about simulation theory. They're going to be doing things about, you know, I mean, it is uh, Westworld. What is the nature? (laughs) Right. What is the nature of freedom? What is the nature of free will? Um, But they're also like I said, there's like uh, what is Westworld look like if you're outside the park? And I think it's. I I, I, want to see the scenes, but it feels a little bit like uh, insecurity to have to go back to the park. But I don't know. I guess you got Delos is still a concern. You got the man in black head and it's um, it's plausible. But it's like this is an episode that had nothing to do with any park and it worked. It didn't oh, yeah. need it. I thought that was the other kind of like a test of how mature the show is, is like it is completely off its its central pre, uh, premise. And uh, I'm still engrossed in like the end of this episode. I'm like, OK, this I'm in for the season. Yeah. I mean, in some ways, the show gets more interesting without the park. Um I, th- I thought last season, I don't remember what I thought, you know, minute to minute on last season, but thinking about the themes yeah. and the possibilities of those themes in last season, I thought it was really strong uh, from a conceptual standpoint. And I feel like this season might be shaping up to do the same. I mean, the whole show has been great from that angle. It's just right. like sometimes they go a little overboard with the trickery in the show, but we'll see. I it, I almost hope that Dolores or Christina is not in some kind of simulation Although I know it's very likely, given the video game tie-in, it's like, oh Christ, because because we've been through this, right? I do I really need another That's season two? Okay. Bernard freaking out, losing his mind, Here's and suddenly it all makes sense at the end. I feel like. There are that's the Seppenwall argument because he's he's off the show and it's because if anyone can be anything and anybody at any time, then why should anyone care about anything? 
and and that's not that's 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 a reasonable response to to, to those things happen in front of you. But mm-hmm. I'd say to get at some of the interesting things that we're going through as a society and like uh, seem to be going through in, in the near future, you have to abstract things a little bit. Uh, you have to grapple with concepts of lack of individuality and free will. And if that's like it's it's a li- it's going to be a little bit more cerebral and. And and maybe not all the because how can we connect to the drama of a quasi immortal being right? But I don't know. I I feel like that's weak. That's like that's like being a 16th century peasant and be like ah these fucking vampire rules. Well, if any he can be anywhere and any time, and he turn into mist and a bat and bite people in the neck and make trade for like well who the fuck cares? You know, I was like okay, all right. Well, this is a whole <laughs> new type of fiction, Grandpa. And we're ready. I'm taking shots at my my favorite television critic here. I'm just saying that like I, I I see that argument, but like I'm in I'm in it for the the crazy shit. I'm in it for the the plot twist and what it says about the future of humanity. And I don't I guess I don't give a shit as much about the characterizations. Yeah, I guess uh, I'm not in it for the sake of that. Like if it had if it yeah. has supporting uh, pillars for the story, I'm there for it. But if it's just gonna be like, hey, we got tricky to get tricky. Because right. I because uh, because the name Nolan is on this project, then I I don't yes. care. I don't want to see that. Yeah, and ha- and having said that, like I do think that the central things are like Maeve and her tie to her daughter um, mm-hmm. that they seem to be reinforcing with uh, uh, Aaron Paul's daughter, which looks a lot like Maeve's daughter. Sure. I'm not saying that they're related. I'm just saying thematically, no. uh, seems like they're kind of had an Adam and Eve kind of thing last last season, and they're reinforcing this with the the you know both wanting uh, positive things for the children. Uh, shit, I fucking qualify that so much, I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, I, but I'm saying it's like, yeah, they are complex. I, I like, I mean, just just from a Romeo and Juliet thing, I fucking like, uh, 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 what's her name? Uh, Clarence, and Cla- Christina and Teddy. Yeah. His probably name won't be Teddy, it'll be something else. Sure. Like Bob. I find uh, it hilarious that Christina <laughs> is basically Lee from the old seasons. She's writing yes. NPC characters, and Lee was like the second-rate writer who was writing shitty characters. But that's the, yeah, that's the inversion they're doing this season. Yeah. It's like they're full-on going to have host writing uh, sappy, stupid things to distract either other AI or humans. And you know, like I said, if you look at the trailer, if you look at our uh, season preview, it seems like there's a lot of signs of uh, Charlotte Shaloris. Um, just fucking programming people, not hosts like people in the same way that uh, maybe a more sophisticated way that, that the latest dad was, was programmed this episode. So there's a lot of other stuff we could talk about, but I think we'll probably save sure. it for Tuesday. Um, you said you wanted to talk a little bit about the intro though. So maybe, yeah, maybe we could do uh, that and go, then go over to our instant talk where we'll take questions and stuff. Yeah. Again, post anything you want to, do you want to talk about or want us to, to, to pick our brains about, um, so I took I took a couple notes during the uh, credits, the intro, the credit scene. Okay. And, you know, you've got the standard stuff of the hands playing the piano and the piano playing itself. Um, some of the new elements this year, uh, a 3D pl- printed fly. I okay. mean, obviously, that's uh, that's taking the, the horse and rider slot. It's taken the eagle with the afterburner slot. It's uh, it's now nice. hot. And it seems like, yeah, obviously flies are a big part of the season. Mm-hmm. You got the tower uh, that we've seen Shaloris kind of lord over. We think that's the control center for her human inverted Delos Park type of thing that she's doing, trying to perfect human society. 
Uh, you've got um, two androgynous bodies facing each other in what appears to be a mirror, but you later find out is a series of interconnected uh, tubes along a spherical surface that are on fire. I'm wondering well, if this is Paradise Lost because I thought those tubes when it, when it represent when when it, when it zoomed out it looked a lot like a marble and I'm like I'm thinking of like you know the 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 marble that Bernard carried that had you know everyone's consciousness and a copy of Sublime in it and that going bad mm-hmm. that's what I was thinking when I saw that yikes all right uh, I, I was thinking like re- about Station Eleven and that helmet the space helmet that the young <laughs> yeah kirsten makes doctor doctor station whatever the fuck his name was yeah um i w- they also seem to replace the milk fluid creation process of the host with some kind of white vapor depositing did you notice that it's like now a no. fog instead of a milk oh boy so host host production technology seems to have changed a little bit um, but yeah, that's the, like I said, I, I don't know what all that means. Um, but, uh, we'll find out in, in, in the future of the show. Okay. As Jim alluded to, there's lots more to talk about, which we will be back on Tuesday to do just that. Make sure you get your feedback. Westworld at baldmove.com. We will uh, either be considering that on Tuesday. If we get a bunch, like we usually do, we'll probably have its own, own uh, feedback show later on, on the week. Uh, but this is our instant take. Again, we just watched this thing and sat down and recorded this. Uh, you can watch us live on Sunday night uh, just after Westworld finishes. If you uh, support us in the club, go to support.ballmove.com to find out how to do that and get all the other benefits of being a club member. We will see you Tuesday and, of course, on next week's episode. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. <laughs>